This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 118 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have Carl Gibbons. Now, Carl is the owner of Third Eye Management and Associates, and they're doing some very, very cool stuff. So, Carl, I can't wait to hear all about you guys. How are you doing? I'm doing great, and thanks for inviting me. And yes, that's Carl's real voice. We didn't hire a professional voice actor. That's that's you, right, Carl? Uh, I'm I'm afraid it is. I, I was I was born this way. I was born with the speech impediment. I love it. I love it. So tell us about Third Eye Management. What are you guys doing? We've been around now for 31 years, and we do the same thing today as we're going to do tomorrow, as we did when we first started 31 years ago. I hope that we're just doing it a little bit better today, and even more better as my friend Diane Pisani would say, tomorrow. Uh, we work with small and mid-market businesses, and we focus on increasing their revenue, controlling and reducing their costs, and expanding and amplifying their market share. It's as simple as that. Wow, wow. It's all music to my ears as a, as a business owner. So, uh, Well, let's get started then, right? Uh, uh, yep, yep. Uh, so g- g- give us a, like, your, you, I know you've mentioned small and mid-sized companies, you know, Who's your kind of target business? What kind of businesses are you working with? Well, I work with everybody from one man and his dog, and usually the dog is the most sophisticated part of that team, up to 150 to two uh, businesses that have 150 to 200 employees. That's a, that's a sweet spot for us. Yeah. All my clients share one thing in common, and it doesn't matter what they are, the tinker, the tailor, the soldier, the candlestick maker. They all have decided that wherever they are now is not where they want to be tomorrow. In other words, they're in growth, development, and expansion mode. They are not satisfied with the status quo. They're looking to grow. And the other thing that they share in common is a lot of them have reached what I call a level of competence. And that doesn't make them incompetent. But the the tailor knows how to cut, make clothes. That's what got him where he is. If he wants to get to the next stage, he's going to need a completely different skill set. And maybe they don't possess that skill set or he doesn't possess that skill set. And so that's where people like us come in. We amplify their skill set. Neat. Now, do you find that you target mostly business in, in this local area? Or do you work with businesses all over the I, country? I do businesses all over the world. Yeah. Right, right here now, I have clients in 22 countries. We've done over 100,000 coaching sessions in our career. That's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. It keeps me in mischief, right? It keeps me in mischief. (laughs) Not out of mischief. It keeps me in mischief. (laughs) So how did you get into this business? Um, Well, I've been very fortunate in my past um, from a blank sheet of paper, which is where most entrepreneurs start out, uh, to building up. Uh, multi-million dollar businesses, which in today's world is nothing. I mean, a million dollar business today is, is, is nothing spectacular. But back in the days when I had hair, and of course I have, I have very little of that now, but back in the day when I had hair, um, that was quite a thing. And I, I've successfully built and sold four multi-million dollar businesses. And um, I, I retired. I was 38 years old, and that was it. I was, I was done. It was just going to be uh, party time for me. 
And I took off and I went around the world and just hung out and did all the things that you shouldn't do. Um, I know you're not supposed to say sex, drugs and rock and roll on podcasts, but hey, that's what it is. And I realized very quickly that I could live without some of those things. Couldn't live without all of them. And you can work out whatever that one is for yourself. Um, And um, I decided I had to do something else, but I didn't know what that was. Uh, But during that time, the facts kept to worrying. You see, I didn't say the emails kept coming in and the text kept coming in. It was the facts that kept on mm. worrying. And I'll explain to anybody that wants to know what a fax is if they just email me. I'll explain that to you. Um, and the telephone kept ringing with people saying, hey, Gibbons, you did this. You had over 300 employees. How did you tackle this? Hey, Gibbons, you raised venture capital and and got major investors how did you do that and i always like to say i'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer so it took me a little while to carry uh, to, to catch on but after a while it became very clear that my road had a value my experiences had a value and please i don't want your listeners to run away with the idea that it was all just i just got up one morning it was all great and successful i've had the the um the orders that never come through i've had the people that didn't deliver i've had the guys that let me down i've had the the promise of orders that i've geared up for you know and made all the investment for and the other guy got the gig not me and so i realized that if i could share my journey and my experiences with other people maybe that could stop them from making some of the mistakes that i made it won't completely prevent them from making them but it could also accelerate their development you could accelerate their learning process and their learning curve and so um that's how that's how third eye was born uh when it first started out it was very retail orientated because retailing is my background but now we over the years we've covered just about every business you can you can name including brain surgery i mean you can <laughs> or a surgeon anyway right. um, so you can you can throw most things at us and say yeah been there done that because we don't engage with a business at their core skill set so i just flippantly said a surgeon right there is no way i'm going to go into a doctor's office and talk to a doctor about how he delivers his service in terms of practicing of medicine but I can go into a doctor's office and talk to him about the way he delivers his customer interface, his customer service, if you like, his professional bedside manner, his business bedside manner, the tailor, right? I'm not going to teach him how to make clothes, but I can teach him today's modern methods of marketing and how he can expand and develop what he does there. So that's that's what we do. That's what we bring to the table. Awesome. Awesome. And how about myths that you hear in your world? Uh, on the consulting side, uh, what comes up and how can you uh, dispel them or what do you say? Well, th- there are a lot of myths and rumors and legends. I mean, the, probably the most famous one is uh, n- never ask a consultant what the time is because he'll ask you for your, your watch. He'll <laughs> tell you what the time is and then he'll give it you back and he'll charge you for doing it. Um, <laughs> all, and anybody that's in this world and I, I say this to all of your listeners, there are a lot of what I call pavement prophets out there and curbside gurus. Um, you need to check and you need to validate where they've come from. What have they done? There's an awful lot I'm seeing it, and we're all seeing it at the moment on, on social media. I can teach you this. Just send me 10 bucks and I will make you a millionaire overnight. Really? It was as simple as that, right? Sending 10 bucks. But I guarantee you, people are sending in those 10 bucks. You need to validate. You need to quantify. 
talk to me about your experience. Talk to me about what you've done. Talk to me about the results that you have achieved for other people. And then go out and validate those. Because, like I said, the 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 roads and the are filled. I-75 is filled with curbside gurus and pavement profits. Well, it's easy to open up a uh, consulting company, right? Oh, right now. <laughs> right now. You don't even have to you don't even have to slip a magnet on your car. Uh, I heard you do have to fog a mirror. I think that's the ultimate test. Is that what you have to do? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, right. okay. <laughs> so I know our listeners are eager to know after your earlier comments, what do you do for fun? What do I do for fun? Um, I love flying hot air balloons. Um, I paint watercolors. I play the drums. I'm learning to fly a fixed wing aeroplane. Wow. Uh, love swimming, and um, and I collect Beatles memorabilia. Very cool. For those of you that don't know, the Beatles was a, a band back in the day that just had a few hit records. Uh, what's your best Beatles item? Oh, your favorite, I guess, would be the better. Um, I I have a drawing uh, by John Lennon, which is signed. Really? Yes, I wow. wow. What's the drawing of? Um, it's a drawing of him and it's a, it's a head of, uh, him and Yoko. Wow. Very cool. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's, um, I've got various other things. I've got a, a, a lithograph by Ringo Starr, which has been signed by Ringo. And of course, as a drummer, that's, that's yeah. always good. But you know, when it comes to, if you like treasured possessions, that that's up there. Yeah, I bet. Wow. Hope the wife's not. Hope the wife's not listening because that's that's supposed to be my most treasured possession, right? which of course she is. <laughs> that's great. If you can describe her as a, if you can describe your wife as a possession, I don't suppose that's the right. Thing yeah, you know, right? Just, I just keep digging. I'm just digging this. Uh, yeah, just keep giving me a shovel. I'll keep digging, brother. Just keep giving All me right, a I shovel. better talk before it gets worse. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how about a hardship? You know, uh, you've been through a lot, obviously, and as you mentioned, you know making a million dollars and multi-million dollars. You don't just wake up one day and, and say, Hey, I think I'll make a million dollars. I mean, there's a lot of ups and downs. What comes to mind, a hardship that you've been through and you can now look back and say, Hey, it, it's, it was terrible. It sucked, whatever, but now I'm better for it because I, I got to the other side. Number one thing I learned, um, cash flow is king. Mm. That, that's it. Cash flow is king. You got to keep that cash flowing. Cash flow is king. Then surround yourself with people who play at what you have to work at. We're all good at what we do. We got into the tailor, got into the tailoring business. The doctor became a doctor because that's what they're passionate about. That's what they love, right? But they're not good at all of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And most entrepreneurs, especially in the small mid market arena, they're not the CEO, chief executive officer of their business. They're the chief of everything officer, CEO, chief of everything officer. And mm. you've got to get rid of those hats. And the best way to get rid of those hats quickly is to surround yourself with people that play at what you have to work at. So if you are, what do I mean by that? So if you are no good at accounting, then one of your goals must be, I need to generate enough revenue that I can work with, employ, hire, engage with, use any of those words that you want, uh, a bookkeeper to look after my accounting for me because it's not what I do and I'm no good at it. And so I learned very quickly that that's because you want to do everything, right? You want, you want to 
take all the money and you want to keep all the money. You don't want to spend any of it, but nothing's getting done. Yeah. So you're not moving forward. So cash flow is king. Keep that cash flow rolling and surround yourself with people that play at what you have to work at. Those are my best two pieces of advice that I can give anybody. Love it. Love it. If there was one thing you wish our listeners knew about your company, what would that be? Um, it's all about them. It's not about us. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that it's how a company stands by and with its clients during times of challenge and struggle than it is during the good times. And, and at the moment, it, it is fair to say that um, we're, we're in a challenging period at the moment. We're not in a struggling period. Um, when this one goes away, the, when the COVID pandemic goes away, it, they're, they're like London buses. If you, we wait long enough, there'll be another one along in a minute, right? There'll be another problem coming along, coming along shortly. Um, but it's how you treat, it's how you treat and deal with your clients, customers, whatever it is that you call them, during these challenging times that saw the professionals from the amateurs. There's plenty of people out there that were prepared to take the money and uh, while the times are good and then mm. when the times get tough, they run for the hills. That's mm. Mm. not who you want to work with. Yeah. So I am sure our listeners are wondering, that doesn't sound like a you know Naples dialect. Uh, how did you end up in Florida? Um, well... It's, that's one of those stories when you've got three hours to spare and your listeners need some something to cure their insomnia. I can give you the full story. But in essence, I was uh, on stage in Sydney, Australia, giving a keynote presentation. And when mm. I came off the stage, this gentleman came up to me and said, hello, um, introduced himself. Um, we have a business in Naples, Florida, at that time, I gave him that deer in the headlights look that said, yes, you haven't got a clue where Naples, Florida is. <laughs> he then went through the description of draw a line across from Miami and then down from Orlando, which, of course, everybody knows Orlando and the mouse, and everybody knows Miami. I was, yeah, I got it, and we're having some challenges, and I believe you can help me. Would you like to come out? So Mr. Gibbons is thinking, oh, Florida, sunshine? <laughs> What can what can possibly go wrong? How bad is this gig? So I said yes. And the minute I got off the plane, which was now over, well, that was 30 years ago. Mm. Uh, the minute I arrived uh, in Naples, I knew it was a case of I was going to live here. And it wasn't a case of if, it was a case of when. Wow. Right. And, and here I am. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, Carl, how can our listeners learn more about you? Where should we send them? All they need to do is go to thirdeyemanagement.com. Third, T-H-I-R-D, I as in what you look through, E-Y-E, management.com, all spelled out in one word. Uh, they can email me at carl at thirdeyemanagement.com or they can call or text me on 239-961-0927. That's 239-961-0927. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.